Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today on this glorious Thursday where we are bringing back our segment called The Kessel Run, where we're going to give you our combined list of the 12 best Star Wars characters to have appeared in one movie. Uh, so we look forward to you joining us for that segment later. We hope you put together your list and you join us in the comments or whether you quote tweet the episode and let us know what your picks were. Either way, let, engage with us and let's have a good time. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Lacey, um, I wanted to ask you something about uh, not ca- not characters that have to do with the, the Kessel Run and what we're doing here, but in terms of characters that are not characters like creatures or that sort of thing do you have a particular creature that we haven't seen in star wars in a long time that you want to see back in star wars job of the hut i was gonna say a hut yeah <laughs> what i would think she would say yeah okay because there's a lot so it's funny you say job of the hut because a lot of people have been you know we'll get to it in a bit but a lot of people are speculating because we're doing all these shows now that maybe going back to Tatooine, Mandalorian went back to Tatooine. Everyone's like, when are we going to see the huts again? And just like we talked about on Monday, I don't want to see Jabba until we get more solo. Yeah. So I that's don't know. a tricky one. So would you, yeah. So like, would you just be like, I just need to see Jabba. I don't care when, or are you like, it's got to be with solo? I mean, depends. What, is it the puppet or is it CGI? Because if it's CGI, I never want to see it. If it's the puppet, oh, I'm with you. I will they got to do. They have to do the puppet, right? Well, they John, I know you wrote the show notes, but why don't we wait to talk about? This? No, I know, I know. I know. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, he didn't expect me to say Jabba the Hutt. I That's did not expect. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess the James, Volpix would be or Voltex. Vol, Voltex. I'm thinking Pixit. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Voltex. Voltex. I think is. Yeah. <laughs> Those the were jingle, so cool. And the I jingle think, jangles. Yeah. The mm-hmm. crystal critters. I feel like we yeah. saw them really quick and they were really cute and cool and that was it. Like yeah. if those came back, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. And it kind of connects the lore or whatever. But then like if you saw like a porg, you'd be like, oh, there's only one reason they're putting a porg in here. <laughs> you know, and that's to like <laughs> yeah. sell something to me or whatever. You know, I'm still porged out, man. Like. I honestly, if I never saw a Porg again in Star Wars, I think I'd be totally cool with that. What What are you more out on, Porgs or Baby Yoda? Or clones. <laughs> oh, clones count too, sure. Uh, no, Baby Yoda I'm still cool with. I'm still down with that guy. Um, uh, Porgs, definitely. Because I have uh, seen people that are like, I'm so over Baby Yoda. I'm so over Grogu. I don't think I'll ever be over Grogu. I was like, that's different. It's like an actual character. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like we're just getting to know him. Like he's still a baby, he's still growing, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas you got really just... offended that people did not like Baby Yoda. I, but it's just like, what, if if people are sick of Baby Yoda, it's just like there's there's nothing that people won't be sick of, you know. But mm. a, as it is on the online world. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, we got a really good show here because uh, Will the Force is back, baby. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's going to steer us through that is James Bainey. Kind of rhymes. There he is. A little bit. Yeah. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Guess we're going to be doing Will of the Force this week. But uh, before we get into it, I'd like to give you a proposition. If you like what we do here at TRB, please consider supporting us and becoming a patron. Hooray. Just head to patreon.com slash 
Resistance Broadcast because tiers start at just $2 a month and grant you early access to episodes, bonus, exclusive episodes, and more as you climb the ranks. If you sign up uh, at the $5 tier, then you can submit topics to be used on the podcast in this very section that we're doing right now, uh, which is Will the Force. Uh, Before we get started on this week's topic, I do want to give a shout out really quick to our top tier, number one, numero uno, the general. So, Thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gilner, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, uh, Ryan Wara, Hass Islam, and, of course, Val Trichkov. Thank you guys very much for being generals and patrons in general. But let's get into Will the Force this week. Um, you don't got to be a, a general to submit it. That's why Commander... Lando C is uh, throwing off the first one this week. And uh, Commander Lando C wanted to know, will we ever get to see the iconic throne room of the Sundari Royal Palace in of Mandalore in The Mandalorian? Lacey, I'm starting with you first. What do you think? Man, this is a tricky question. Because um, you could see it in a flashback or you could see it in ruins later. I'm going to go yes. I think we will. I think they're playing into the whole uh, what happened to Mandalore. I think we're going to see something reminiscent of it at some point in a flashback, either with Bo-Katan or uh, through some type of story. Mm -hmm. So, yes. All right. A yes. John, do you think it's ever going to show up in live action, specifically the Mandalorian? Um. I mean, there's just as much of a chance of it because of these damn flashbacks now. There's so much of a chance of it popping up in Obi. There's as much of a chance of it popping up in Obi Wan as there is in the Mandalorian. Maybe even more so. But I think we're not going to see it in the Mandalorian. Um, I, I feel like because isn't you know I don't know uh, uh, where the status what the status of Mandalore is right now. You know nine years uh, ABY or whatever. But I imagine whatever they're trying to do with Mandalore, it, it seems like it's it's like a renewed version of it. You know, you have the Children of the Watch and you have all this stuff going on where, where these characters that we didn't see in season two, they were in season one. Where, where'd they go? What's their deal? And then you have uh, Din Djarin is now uh, the Mandalore. Uh, I feel like there's going to be like this new version of it. And I don't think they're going to go back and like say like, now you're going to rule Vandalore from this old place that they did it before last time. That did, I don't think that's exciting or that does anything good for, for Star Wars if they want to you know, reinvigorate this type of storytelling because they did it so much through the Clone Wars. So I, I don't think we're going to see uh, this location in The Mandalorian. Hmm. All right. So Lacey, you said yes. John, you're saying no tiebreaker i think we will see it in the mandalorian (laughs) um i think Lacey actually hit it probably better than anybody is i think it's it's gonna be like a ruins thing i think like you saw it then now you're seeing it and um i definitely think with dave filoni being so attached as he is i think that that's another way that they could bring something that he's worked on in the past into a live action setting and showcase it for people who have no idea, you know, what you're looking at kind of similar to the way that they did it in rebels when, you know, 
uh, Ezra goes and finds the dark saber and there's the mural there of Satine and all that. It like echoes back to something that Dave had worked on in the past. Um, so I think this would be kind of similar going there and being, you know, maybe seeing, um, Bo-Katan there, uh, specifically being like a lot has happened in this room stories that you wouldn't even imagine, you know what I mean? And they do a little hint of dun, 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 or something, you know what I mean? Like something that kind of like hints to Maul ruling Mandalore at one point or something. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I think it could all be really cool and, and it would just give more people another reason uh, f- to be in the know. Like, oh man, Mandalorian was so cool, but what was that place that they were talking about? It's like, yeah, you got to be watching the show. You know, you got to be watching these other Disney property stuff. So I think cue, cue the um actually crowd. <laughs> yeah, um actually. So I do think um, that with it being like the palace of Mandalore, I think eventually with the show called The Mandalorian, you got to go back to the planet and you got to like revitalize it or make it very clear what's happening with those people and stuff. And I think Din, J- Din Djarin is going to be the character that kind of uh, leads us down that path. Um, but we will see. We will see. Next question. Um, another patron submission. Actually, we're doing all patron uh, questions this week, which is really cool. Um, this one does come from a general, General Frank Grande. Big salute there. Um, as we talked about on Monday, uh, there are rumors of Wookiees appearing in The Mandalorian. So Frank wanted to know, will Chewbacca be in The Mandalorian? And I know we were talking a lot about this, and I feel like you guys kind of dealt your cards, but um, I'm going to start with you, John. Um, what did you say on Monday, and have you changed your mind? I said I hope not on Monday just because I feel like Chewbacca is that special person you bring out for big events. You don't want to overdo Chewbacca too much. I, I don't even think he should have been in the Revenge of the Sith, let alone uh, popping in the Mandalorian. So yeah. I'm going to say no. I, I don't think we're going to see Chewie in the Mandalorian. Though Wookiees, I'm down. But mm-hmm. Chewie, no. All right, Lacey, do you, uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think we're going to see Chewbacca in The Mandalorian. I love Chewbacca, but I think, kind of harping back what I said on Monday, I think once you get all these really well-known fan-favorite characters into one show, it's kind of getting to the point that you're like, okay, who else is going to show up, you know? Because mm-hmm. we've had all these other characters in season two. Um, I would love to see Wookiees in general show up because they're just something that's so recognizable in Star Wars that everybody likes a Wookiee. Um, but I think Chewbacca should be <clears throat> held on to for either a saga film or uh, for, obviously, makes a little too happen. Yeah. Everybody likes a Wookiee. That sounds like... That sounds like a cantina band song that like when they translate it from Huttese <laughs> yeah. or something, it's like, it's a funny little tidbit in a uh, uh, book or something. Should message like, that to uh, John, John Powell. Called, Be like, yo, everybody loves make sold to happen. Everybody loves a Wookiee. That's your yeah. next song. We, we, we just start feeding him ideas like, hey, yeah. maybe you want to write a song? He's like, all right, guys. No, like, stop. <laughs> um, he goes, I'm going back to Vienna. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I wish I knew what side uh, Frank was on in this particular thing. You know, I, I, th- I was wondering if he was curious because he was excited that maybe Chewbacca would show up. But um, unfortunately, I think all three of us are going to be on the same page on this one. That uh, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense that Chewbacca specifically would be the Wookiee if there was one. Because um, I, I believe... I might be wrong on this, but at one point we were doing a Will of the Force or something a while back, and I I speculated that Chewbacca could be a character that would be 
uh, a notable movie character that could show up in the show and that would be possible. And then I just started thinking about like, nah, he's still with Han at this point. And I feel like what what story are you going to explain away that that all fans Han, are just yeah. going to see right through it? Like, oh, this is weird. Like Chewbacca was sent to go get something and Han wasn't around or something. It's like, this just doesn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, for at least a specific period of time in that Han uh, is around period, you're not going to see Chewie on his own. Um, I could be wrong on that, though. Imagine, like, we're watching The Mandalorian and, like, the Falcon lands, Chewie gets out, and then this eight-year-old kid comes walking down the ramp after him. Are you saying Ben Solo? Yeah. Oh, wow. It they won't happen. I'm just <laughs> No, I, I know, but They're not touching will, Ben Solo for a fans, good probably fans 10 will years. Lose their, you know what. Yeah. yeah. Um I think Lucasfilm is uh keeping keeping clear of Ben Solo for a while. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so hopefully, so I don't know, I don't know what page you're on, Frank, uh, but hopefully uh with a little understanding maybe you're on the same page as us. Um Let's move on to the next one. Uh, thanks for the question, Frank. Uh, Commander Oliver wanted to know, uh, will we see a new variation of troopers in any of the upcoming movies or show? So, Lacey, this one's going to you first. Uh, any new troopers coming? What do you think? Oliver, great question, um, because this is going to be my first book it ever. You can book it that you will always get a new variation <laughs> of troopers in every single project that Star Wars does because they want to make money and sell toys and those troopers are the most collectible figures. That's why they make all the different versions, the range troopers, the shore troopers, you know, I don't know, the circus troopers. Like, they're going to make anything they want. <laughs> circus troopers. Troopers. Because uh, it's just an easy mold that they already have that they're just going to paint it differently and then sell it to you. <laughs> so, Ra- Rainforest yes. Cafe troopers yeah <laughs> like, so like yes um and Super i'm yeah. you know we're all gonna keep buying them so yes that, that is my first book it oliver just for you nice all right and john, john what do you think yes i think for now until the end of time we will learn via merchandise of the new trooper in an upcoming Star Wars movie or show, and then we will be disappointed by their lack of appearance in said movie or show, a la the Sith troopers in the Rise oh of Skywalker. Oh my gosh! Remember how like we? I don't know if you guys remember this. I do. Uh, the, when they released what a Sith trooper was uh, for San Diego Comic Con, yeah. leading into Rise, and we spent like episodes being like what does this mean what role do they play what does the symbol mean are we getting force sensitive stormtroopers oh my gosh and it meant nothing (laughs) they just jogged off a ramp and started shooting at horses for three minutes (laughs) i (laughs) oh man (laughs) that i think is like one of the biggest fails that they had look i will openly admit that I will always talk about things that I like. That is one thing that I was like, what? <laughs> what does it's this almost, even mean? Yeah, for me, it's almost one of those things where now I just, I'm entertained by that element of excitement. You just laugh because you're like, yeah. oh, clearly they're making toys. Yeah, yeah, so when they put out the next one, whatever it is for, for Rogue Squadron or whether it's a TV show, well, we're going to, there's going to be like, yeah, the super hype machine. Ultra and- Death Troopers. You're like, well, they got the red stripe. It means that they're ultra. They're going to be like, 
Yeah, they can be given like parking tickets. Like, hey, you stop there. It's like, I spent $40 on that thing. Like, what, why did I buy that? It's so, literally what it is. It's yeah. they already have the mold made, so they're going to paint yeah. it a different color. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the answer is yes. So, my answer is no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, James, there's no way that you can argue this point. There's um, no way. What, what I was, uh, not, not that I'm arguing the point, but maybe it would be interesting is that, um, you know, Mandalorian hasn't really showcased this yet or had an opportunity particularly, but there could be something like, say, say Andor, and they introduce a new trooper and they do something really cool with it. Um, they did introduce the new trooper. They did the flamethrower one, the incinerator trooper in Mandalorian, and they did the troopers that were like run down and beat up. They sold that too. Yeah. I guess I meant more like a trooper that is like the thing of the show. Like, so for instance, like a death trooper or, or something, or like incinerator, incinerator troopers, was probably the one where it's yeah. like, it's the main thing they have to get to. And it's almost like the enemy of a few episodes. Like they're trying to escape these troopers that are tracking them down or something. Cool. Maybe the dark troopers. Yeah. But those are like robots, right? I'm just saying, I just listed three troopers that they brought up in the Mandalorian. <laughs> No, yeah. I'm not Self-talking. saying they didn't invite invent new troopers. I'm saying none of them really got like a cool showcase because the one was like a robot, so I don't really consider that to be the thing. And then the other I one's like those it, were kind of cool. It blew fire, but that was it, you know. Well, don't tell John Favreau that because he was like, "Yo, this guy's a flamethrower." <laughs> yeah, it's hard to impress I mean, like, James Bainey when like, it comes to troopers. <laughs> what I'm saying is like those are typical first trooper things. <laughs> I'm saying maybe they bring in a new trooper that is like a cool, fearful trooper that's like the villain. You know, I don't know. I get what I'm you're not. saying. Death trooper and purge troopers are a little bit higher on the list than like this guy that has a flamethrower. And Rogue I get One it. still didn't do a lot with the death troopers, but if you were, if it was Rogue One the series, and you were in bringing like... death troopers in for the series. Maybe the Death Troopers were like limo drivers in Rogue One, I feel like. They didn't really do anything. They were more like backup dancers to Krennic. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about Death Troopers is that there's a, a very specific scene where he's like, ready, aim, and they aim, and they're like these machines, and Krennic says, fire, and then the person that they're pointing the guns at runs in and goes, wait, 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 and the death troopers didn't fire. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm, you mean like, I need they, Like, it should have been ready, aim, and then um, you know, he runs out and says, wait, 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 and Krennic does, never gives the order to fire. But Krennic said fire, and the guy runs out, and he's like, hold on, don't shoot me. Yeah. And they, they listen to him, not the guy Especially, who gave the yeah. order. Yeah, it Especially was really weird. Especially because troopers in uh, Last Jedi, they shot even though Kylo Ren didn't. Yeah. yeah. Super strange. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Leia? Yeah. So, yeah. like, he said That's follow my lead. kind of an active lead. battle, though, yeah. But still. Um. All right, we got one more, guys. <laughs> Let's get. Wait, that. before we move on to the next question, I want to know what people's made-up troopers are in the oh. comments. Let me know what you think. And obviously, you don't have to be like super serious, but I got mine. Uh, what your trooper will will be if it was your decision, the next trooper. What? Can I say what mine is? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You've built this up. Go ahead. <laughs> How would I build it up? You just came up with the idea. What are you talking about? Why is everything I do built up? Can I just be funny on the spot? <laughs> I'm not telling you now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, James. 
Um, the last one is uh, from another general, uh, Hass Islam. He wanted to know, will Jabba appear in Obi-Wan Kenobi? And if you say yes, will Lord Vader meet Jabba in the show? So we were kind of toying around with this earlier because Lacey threw a curveball to John and said Jabba the Hutt. But um, let, let's get it cracking here. John, what do you think... Um, what do you think about uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt appearing in Obi Wan Kenobi? No, not a, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Any particular reason? Therefore, and... it's just uh, not enough time in the show to get the Huts involved. In my opinion, I don't think we're gonna be spending a ton of time on Tatooine. Um, it's just not not a lot of that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the Tatooine stuff is gonna be heavily focused on the Lars and Obi Wan. And anything else in the show, I think, is going to take place off-world. So I don't think bringing the huts in the mix is uh, going to be beneficial of the utilization of their time in a six-episode-limited uh, window. So I don't think we're going to get the huts, let alone Jabba the Hut. Therefore, we're not going to see Vader meeting up with uh, Jabba. Yeah. All right, Lacey, what do you think? Jabba the Hut and Obi-Wan? Nope. Nope? Same reason? Different reason? I think... I don't know. I think they have a lot to accomplish on in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And I think that once you get into the the other side stories with Jabba, it might take away from the overall arc of the story, which they only are doing in, what, six to eight episodes? I guess six I would need... Six episodes. Six. I would need a re- reason why he's seeing Jabba besides, hey, we just want to put Jabba in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's a in- big puppet and a lot of work to do for what one scene yeah it's super interesting to me because john do you remember you used to you used to say um there was a, probably a very specific time that we're like oh we should get kenobi and maul to battle and they're like oh let's do it in, in rebels and then they're then later they find out they're doing the other thing um, and they should have, you know, held on to it, but they went ahead and they already did it. I feel like they're almost at that cross point right now where they have to make a decision on if they're doing solo material or not, because the Jabba character needs to be with solo. And if they're not doing it, then when are they going to bring Jabba in? And it's like, well, I guess they, I guess we could do the Obi-Wan thing. But I, but I also tend to think that you guys are right, that there's only the six episodes, um, I don't know. I still feel like they could very easily write him into one of those episodes, though. Like Obi-Wan. What if? Episode two, haven't... he needs to get off the planet. So he has to go see somebody who's going to help him get off the planet. He meets in front of Jabba, says, I need a transport. They make a deal. That's it. You know, and it's a cool episode because Jabba's in it. But what would you guys do? AKA, what would really John do? If the episode they go to see Jabba and Han and Chewie are there, oh, <laughs> well, you gotta think, you gotta think, or like they wouldn't be. Obi Wan's going in. Met them. But... Ready? Obi Wan's yeah. going in. Han and Chewie are walking out. So it's I... not enough that if you're focused, you're not focused on who's leaving. But as a viewer, you're like, holy crap. But is that is that Lucasfilm's way of saying like here we gave you more solo now you're no, done? No, <laughs> it could be their way of gauging interest to see how much people freak out. That's true. People would lose their minds. My my thing yes, like yeah I if, would I would just I'd be screaming yeah. if 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 Obi Wan walked in 
And Han they were just like, like they're walking out. They're like, "Look, we're gonna get you the thing. Don't worry about it." And they or walk just out. Like and they're sitting Obi-Wan's... at the bar, like with a drink or something. They don't talk or anything, but they clearly like look at the camera or something. I don't know, man. That could be wild. Yeah, that would be insane. Then and... I would accept Jabba in Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, because it would feel it would feel like this whole thing that you're looking at is just to gauge fan engagement for the later thing, just to see. Yeah, I just, I mean, I they know we want more solo, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just put them in there. I would straight up call John at three thirty in the morning. You would ruin it for me. No, I would call you to see what you were doing because I know you'd be up to watch it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah i don't although know although i'd probably go into the discord and be like don't go online that's yeah, yeah no. <laughs> that's then my go-to t- when something big happens i go don't, don't go google online. hashtag java don't do it <laughs> like right. yeah we almost okay, said to lacy like, no, no, like, like lacy don't warn us because then we know it's a juicy episode so then when i don't get the text from lacy i'm like oh it's gonna be a lame episode of well <laughs> i stopped whatever. doing it because i started doing it like every episode because something big would happen every episode but that's I, true the that's big true. thing is i know you guys don't stay up so i'd be like the last thing because james said one time he did go online by accident or something so i wanted to make sure that if you guys saw my message you're like okay i'm not gonna go online even though that's my well, habit because my habit too is to open up the internet when i wake up uh, no, yeah. what, I forget what it was, but I had to go. I had to do something no, online. You, you had you to edit my John's, reaction video. <laughs> John's yeah. reaction. Well, you had to edit my reaction. Yeah, yeah, it was that, but it wasn't just editing because I heard what you said. But then, on more importantly, it was that I had to tweet it at like you know five a.m. Oh, or something yeah. like that. So then, uh, so I went into Twitter and. The second I was in it, my eyes just immediately cut straight to that trending, and it was yep. It was um because people are animals. Sebastian and Stan it, was trending with yep. Mark Hamill, and I was like, yeah. no way. <laughs> I was just, like, that's it. Yeah, case closed. Yeah. I know people are so mean. They did that. They do that every week with uh, Marvel shows too. It's the same thing every week. They're like, "Oh my god, so and so showed up." Yeah, you know, I I don't want to drag this out on too much of a tangent though. But I've seen, I've only seen one and a half of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. so far, and I'm gonna watch it. But I don't feel the pressure or the urgency to watch it right away like I do with Star Wars. And it, but it's such a freeing feeling to not feel like I must watch this now, right, oh, right now. Oh, because you probably like, aren't on a lot of Marvel pages and stuff. I am. And even if so I get like, spoiled, like there's comics with this stuff in it already. Like yeah. it's it's ish, all good. Ish. Yeah, I I wouldn't ish. necessarily. say And I don't that. care as much. I should say. You yeah, know? it's fine. But usually the thing for me is. And this goes for Star Wars too. Is like not only are they spoiling who shows up, they spoil where the potential storyline's going to go. Like yeah. they make that decision before you get a chance to decide on your own, and that's what bothers me. It's like, oh well, clearly they're pulling from this comic or this book or this movie, and clearly yeah. it's this and this and this. And I'm like, let me figure this out on my own before you tell me everything. And they're like already like, yeah, but I they don't I, tag it a, either. I do that to myself though. I'm like, I, I'll watch a video that's like, like a reaction to the first episode or something, and they're like. Where do I think this is going? Well, they're probably going to go down this route or something. And I'm just kind of watching it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all that probably is true. Especially when you said it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And then you're like, plus all that happened in the comic. And I'm like, 
oh <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah so you're not even thinking of it for yourself you're kind of pulling which is what john's right. trying to say is because clearly it's marvels yeah. they're building towards this new young avenger thing they're building towards this new whole yeah but yeah phase four, they switch but... things around all the time though like yes you know they they'll, they'll like make this character be the one who picks up the mantle instead of the one that was from the one you know whatever you know from the sure. comics or whatever anyway sure. we went really wait off topic before before we go off sure. i don't want people to get mad at me john what were your troopers before people go well i want to know what john's troopers were i do want to know too oh stank trooper okay what do they look like stank trooper stank trooper uh they're just they're troopers that are put together with uh spare armor because budgets are low and they smell and the people don't want to go near them stank trooper I was thinking you were gonna do like a like a like a gas or toxin trooper or something like that. That was like they would shoot stink bombs or something that would be like poisonous, but they had like the right stuff to handle it. Yeah, no one wants to go near. Which the would be a kind of a callback to Force Awakens a little. Yeah, they filter out smoke, not toxins. But these ones, they filter out toxins. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys put out the special. toxins yeah they put out the toxin and then they can walk through it and everybody else is struggling but everyone else like, gets everyone else passes out yeah they're yeah. in there so like, what they do is they get off the ramp and they do the shooting and they obviously miss everything but then they walk through the crowd and the stankness knocks everybody out and then they can walk through because they have the are the you masks. literally talking about troopers that walk through a crowd and crop dust everybody till they pass out well it's also body odor it's just pure <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 definitely some drive-bys going on for sure. <laughs> what? But <laughs> well, you know what the what the uh, the catchphrase of these troopers are, right? It's uh, Pepe le pew pew pew. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I regret asking. All right, guys. But stank, yeah, stank troopers. <laughs> Is that it for Will of the Force? Uh, we should move on. John, take us into our yeah. next section. Something we haven't done in a while. Yeah, so we are bringing back the Kessel Run. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Here we go. So this time on the Kessel Run, if you're new to TRB, welcome, by the way. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Resistance Base. You are, this is home now. You're home. Um, what we do here is uh, we, to the three of us bring four items to the table and we put together our combined list of 12 in honor of the Kessel Run, made by Han Solo and company in Solo Star Wars Story. Uh, and we do pick a topic, a specific topic, and do a list of 12 on that topic. So this time we're doing the 12 best Star Wars characters to appear in only one movie. So uh, sticking with the movies here, one movie and uh, the best characters that uh, made uh, showed up in one movie. So um, we will get going with that, but also... We hope, you know, if you were listening Monday, you knew that we were doing this in advance. Hopefully you brought your list to the table, mm -hmm. but we want you to engage with us. Let us know what you think about our list and also what we maybe felt like should have made the list. What's on your list? Let's have some fun with that. And uh, of course, share this with your friends. So uh, let's get going here. Uh, who wants to start off today? Why don't you go? I can go. That's cool. Um, yeah, so again, 12 best Star Wars characters to appear in only one movie. Um, we'll go me, Lacey James. Does that work? Sure. Works okay. for me. All right. My first pick is Sebulba. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like Sebulba is just the type of character that has grown on me more as I've uh, gone on in the years of you know going back and watching The Phantom Menace just because he is just this evil little bastard and he's just this very interesting and fun character like that whole species of a dog how he walks how he moves his voice how he talks his attitude and how he cheats in racing and stuff he's just this very fun interesting character in the phantom menace that stands out to me and uh, i just enjoy watching him on screen for some reason so uh yeah i'm kicking things off with sebulba he's definitely obnoxious i'll give him that and he definitely plays the kind of not really serious villain but villain card very well for a little yeah. Anakin. Um, mm-hmm. He is a cool design and he walks cool, but ugh, I do not like him. Not a fan. <laughs> do you not like him as a character? Not like him because of who he is as a character in story? Who he is as in story. Generally speaking, most Star Wars characters, if I don't like them, it's because they're bad people. It's not that they're... <laughs> like Yeah, like you don't he, dislike he, Dugs. You just yeah. dislike right. Sebulba. Mm-hmm. He's like a mix between... He's almost like a pink panther, but he has that evil snicker that <laughs> like he's just like that very evil car- like Looney Tunes cartoon character. And he's like the uh, that rival to Anakin's good guy, little Anakin's good guy. So, yeah, it's um, funny because like the all the stuff that he does is so simple. Like in one sense, you're like, what's the worst thing he does? Oh, he cheats. He cheats at the race. But he's killing people. People are dying because yeah. he's, he's cheating. And so it's like, it's this extra level of like, oh, he's cheating. And that guy, boom, you know, but like, that's how a kid sees it or whatever. But I'm like looking at this guy who throws a wrench back. He's murdering people. Yeah. And like the thing explodes and I'm like, so that guy literally died because Sebulba wanted to win this race. And it's like, I feel like yeah. there's always a lot at stake. There's obviously a lot of money and people take it seriously and stuff, but also kind of makes you wonder like how does Sebulba win so often is it really just because he cheats like that all the time like probably yeah yeah and he's got personal masseuses like he's just a very interesting (laughs) little character yeah um all right Lacey uh what do you got I just noticed that I picked all good guys I almost picked all bad guys (laughs) because that's how I am uh my first character is Babu Frick from the Rise of Skywalker Mm -hmm. I think Babu was my favorite part of The Rise of Skywalker. Now that I've watched it a couple times, I've had time to sit with it. I love uh, what Shirley Henderson did with the role and like the whole voice and how she puppeteered it on her own. But as a character itself, he's just so funny. I love how he talks. I love how he speaks multiple languages. I loved everything to do with the character that... This one little guy is the guy that they have to go to to get help. And he's Mm -hmm. the only one that can do it. And it just makes me wonder, like, what other stuff has he done? Going on adventures with him and Zori would be amazing. Um, And then I love that he's just just so likable. Like, as soon as you see him, you're like, this is, like, the cutest character. But it's, like, one of those things that he's, like, ugly but cute. Um, And I think the parts that I laughed the hardest in the movie were with him on screen. And I think that a character that can make you laugh goes a long way, especially in my book. So, Babu Frick. He is my oldest friend. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, but like Babu Frick, when I see him, reminds me of like um, 
you know, Gremlins or like Flight of the Navigator, those little mini uh, puppeteered physical creatures, like the, the very Jim Henson-y, you know, and there's something like that. Yeah, really it looks like Labyrinth, like the little worm at the beginning of Labyrinth with the big eyes. Yeah. yeah. Or like Fraggle Rock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it definitely brings back those those nostalgic and that vibes. Is, yeah, and that's like my childhood is Jim Henson. Yeah, so. I, yeah I love. Yeah, I love thing. puppeteering. I love Babu Frick. Uh, and I really hope we get to see Babu again. I think that we didn't get to see enough of him in The Rise of yeah. Skywalker. And when they finally released Toys of Babu, I was like, I need this immediately. <laughs> let, let me ask you, best. R- real quick, when they when they blew up Kajimi in the movie, did you like connect the dots? Like, oh, they killed Babu Frick like, at that moment? I was sad that they killed Babu Frick, yeah, because... I mean, you have to assume that Babu and Zori both died because Poe even says, no, Zori. Yeah. So you have to assume that his workshop's there. He's probably yeah. dead. I mean, John Williams' character is dead, too. <laughs> On Kajimi, oh. they blew up John Williams. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so. dress is dead. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, I thought he was dead. And then the fact that they they were so smart and JJ was so smart where he brought him back in the end so that you knew he yeah. wasn't dead is just I, so I, Yeah, people like said that was stupid. I was like, I love it. That was CG. That? I think that they added him in the hey, hey. It looks CG. Great. It looks MS Paint a little. Let's be honest. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. I laughed so hard. I loved it. Uh, it so was, yeah, I hope we get to see It was a takeaway from me that I didn't like with him showing up at the end, but... Um, but I'm pretty stupid when I watch the movies, so I was probably just like, "Oh, both those characters are dead." I would, I don't think I would have thought through. I do, I do think they're not going to yeah. kill these characters. Yeah, I do think that's a good pick because I feel like Babu yeah. Frick is going to be one of those that. Uh, Zori well was him, my so. first pick, by the way, for this list, and then I switched it to Babu because I feel like Babu had more of an impact on me than Zori did. Like I go. think about Babu from time to time, and I'm like, that was such a good character. Yeah, it's so it's that weird Star Wars that you love. Like that's something that like little Lacey would have seen and been like, "This is the world I want to oh, be in." Yeah, I feel like Boba Frick's yeah. gonna be around for a while because of that. Because of little kids too. Um, yeah. All right, James, your first pick in the Kesselron twelve best Star Wars characters to appear in only one movie. Yeah, which we haven't really mentioned yet, but that is so hard. It's harder than you think. I know all three of us <laughs> probably thought of people and were like, oh, that's a perfect one movie. Pi-. Nope, they were in two. No, they Dude, were in Tark- three, you know, I was or like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, because we sometimes we do this where we're like, we try to like put our picks in first so the other people mm-hmm. can't grab them. Oh, I do that uh, every time. That's not like sometimes like I always do that first. I, I'm more like, hey, if you guys want one of mine, that's cool. And Lacey's like, these are mine. They're laminated. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I was thinking today, I was like, Tarkin. And I was like, oh, Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, all right, James, um, who, who, who are you kicking off? Well, I'll, I'll start off with one um, that kind of was the same reason. I, my uh, One of my original thoughts when I looked at your guys' list, I was like, oh, interesting. No Boba Fett. And then I was like, oh, wait, he's in two. Oh, wait, he's in three. <laughs> I was like, you can't do Boba Fett. Dang. All right. Well, uh, this is going to be harder than I thought. Um, luckily, from Boba, I did move over to Django Fett. Um, I think Django Fett is very cool, very for the same reason Boba Fett was, um, or at least they tried to replicate you know, his Empire kind of vibe and feel. And uh, just as a, a canon character, Django Fett like, goes down as this like, crazy cool bounty hunter um for mandalorian reasons for bounty hunter reasons for um 
for just like the clone army and the Republic reasons, you know, which eventually turns into the empire reasons. And like, there's just so many reasons uh, why Jango Fett is actually a pretty cool and unique character that will go down, um, you know, as this like important living being in the galaxy. Cause he literally changed everything, you know, for, for so, for so long, yeah. you know, um, very cool character. Um, and on top of that, just, the general, um, you get the vibe of like, you know, it was played by Tamara Morrison and then now bringing him back as as Boba, but it's like all connected. I understand that's not Django, but like that was Django when we were introduced to him. It was like, it was this guy and he looked like this and then all the clones looked like him and stuff. It's just a very unique character I, and I really like Django a lot. Yeah, they, they packed a big punch with Django in Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of action with him, and you can make the argument that he has a bigger presence than Boba Fett did in the original trilogy in that one movie he was in. You know, he's sniping his assassin with, and then flying off with his jetpack. You're like, who was that? And then you hear about him, and then you meet him, and the cat and mouse with him and Obi-Wan is very cool. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, Django Fett is cool, and you're right. He sets the bar for everything that happens thereafter. There is no you know, Clone Wars or, you know, or D. Bradley Baker doing these voices if it isn't for Tamir Morrison setting the bar uh, as Django Fett, so. You know, there's an argument to be made that he had more to do in Attack of the Clones for the the story of the galaxy as a whole than Count Dooku did. Like when you think yeah. about what Count Dooku ended up being in Attack of the Clones, you're like, oh, cool, he's like a cool Sith villain or whatever, but like, Jango Fett, like, you know, his legacy yeah. and all the clones and everything, that's such a cooler story than just being like the uh, villain of the day, Darth Dooku just character. kind of monologued yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's cool and I Very, like him, but yeah. for Very that speechy. movie in particular, yeah. Yeah. So that's all my right, pick, pick. Jango Fett. All right. All right, who do I want to go with next here? Uh, okay, um, a little similar to Lacey's pick in terms of development. I'm going to go with Salacious B. Crumb <laughs> from Return of the Jedi. Um, I've always been a big fan of Salacious Crumb from the voice to the puppet and all that stuff. Um, and I hope we do see him again. Uh, hopefully in you know, like a solo follow-up or something like that. But... Uh, I don't know why he's like really ugly and he's really annoying, but like his wise assery and he, how obnoxious he is, uh, I found very funny. And he's just so stupid that he even laughs when bad things are happening around him that he shouldn't be finding funny. He's just very like maniacal in that way. And I just always, en- always enjoyed that little character. And I feel like for the little bits he's in, in the original trilogy, he had like big staying power and impact with fans. And I don't, I can't figure out why, but I kind of always liked him and I still don't even understand why. It's kind of funny because he's another character that gets blown up. <laughs> That's, we just, yeah. We were just talking about how the character's getting blown up. Uh, I think Salacious B. Crumb is a good character to choose. He's definitely a fan favorite. People love Salacious Crumb. My favorite part growing up, actually, I, do, I wasn't a huge fan of his because he's just like, I don't know. I guess I'm really dumb and basic and that when I see annoying bad characters, I'm like, you're terrible. And then I was never a fan of them. So my favorite part with him was when R2 zapped him and he like jumps up and he's hanging from the ceiling. He's like, and then he blows up. Yeah, he gets he gets very offended. Uh, I I think it's yeah that that like when he's when he does that laugh and he just like sticking his neck out like, like it's just like he's. 
He's the bully's sidekick that laughs at you when the bully beats you up. And he, he like you want to get to him so bad, but you can't because the bully's there and he's that right. character. But right. for some reason, we like him in Star Wars. And guys... he's a puppet. He's that kind of Jim Henson-y yes. Oh, absolutely. Puppet Have you guys look, ever and seen... that always makes characters cool in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. The meme with the seagull where like his head is tilted back and then yeah. he like, flips forward and is like screaming or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That feels like it's salacious crumb to me salacious yeah like very like you could see a meme of him being like jabba like dropping a line (laughs) that uh, spells doom for our heroes and then you just see the meme of him like (laughs) just dropping a huge laugh on everybody yeah um yeah all right uh so we are a third of the way there our fifth pick is going to lacy uh 12 best star wars characters to appear in only one movie who's your next pick lacy uh, I'm not going to lie. There were a lot of moments when coming up this list, I was like, I should just do all solo characters because there are so many characters in that movie that we've only seen once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my character for my second pick is Infus Nest, Ooh. aka Infus Best. Uh, she's so wonderful in Solo Star Wars Story. I think her costume is killer, like the engraving on her helmet, the way she fights, what she stands for is just so cool. The reveal was better than I could have imagined going into the movie, that it was a young girl that was taking on the mantle of of running this group that was fighting for what's right, Um, which is very interesting because her character in Winter Soldier is very similar, but like on the other side of the equation, like kind Mm, of the bad guys. Um, But she had... she still has, because this isn't past tense. We still have chances. Uh, she has so much potential of what could be that I think that that's why she left such an impact on me um, as a character that I know if she meant this much to me, she probably meant a ton to younger girls too growing up. Um, and I think that there's just so much to explore there. And everything that she says is like very specific and and she is true to who she is while also helping others like every little moment you see with her where she's hugging the people on Saverine and she's talking to her group and but like then she has these moments where she's taking down Beckett on top of a conveyor train like she's just such a good character and I really hope we get to see more of her but for now she's definitely one of my top characters that have only been in one movie mm-hmm. yeah uh didn't we have was it on a, one of our cantinas where a father and his daughter were on and she was talking yeah, about Yeah, Emma and how... Scott, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so you were just talking about little girls uh, being inspired and, and that was, I remember them telling us about that. And they Aaron Kellyman else, is right? just so wonderful. What? They were in a, they were at Celebration or got featured because of her cosplay or something. I forgot what that Yeah, she does a was. legit cosplay of Emphasis Nest. It's just, yeah. And I've seen the costume up close because we did an exhibit for Solo and um, at my old job. And it's just so detailed and so cool. Like she's wearing like high top sneakers. It's just like the coolest costume. And the helmet is so detailed. Hmm. I didn't Uh, even notice her footwear. Yeah, neither did I until it's in front of you. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. Um, So I just really hope we get to see more of her. But that's why she's... If we see more of Enfys Nest, would you want to see her kind of the way Kylo Ren went, where now she she doesn't use the helmet, or do you want to see her with the helmet and the voice distorter or a mixture? I want a mixture because I think she needs the helmet to get things done the way she needs to do, like stealing stuff. Like I don't think it would be safe for her to show her identity, but I think 
you can't hide an actor like Aaron Kellyman behind a mask for too long because she is that good. Yeah, yeah. Memphis Ness is legit. I think we'll see her again. Yeah. Um. All right, James. Uh, you have the halfway mark, sixth pick. Um. Man, it was tough to pick sometimes between characters that I just like liked and characters that I thought actually were like, you know, worthy of what we're saying here, like the top characters or something, you know, uh, best characters. Um, so I just I had to at least throw in one that I just thought, you know, was a standout character, much, much like your salacious B. Crumb. He didn't change the galaxy, but he was a fun character. And I'm going to go with Captain Kennedy uh, from uh, The Last Jedi. And one of my one of my big reasons for choosing him is that he felt like a character that when you were watching it during the movie, you were like, oh man, I can't wait to talk with everybody about my sneaky favorite part of this movie, you know, which was this guy and his character. And I wish we would have seen more of him and stuff like that. And then you came out and you realized that it was everybody's favorite character coming out of that movie. He like had such this big, like, uh, fan base behind how cool of an Imperial he was. And I, I think it's because there was something about the lines he gave and the way he delivered them that was very, um, I don't know, like honorary. Like we were like, Hux is an idiot and we know it and he knows it and we connect with him because we know he. we're trying to do our job right and Hux is you know, messing everything up because he's a dummy or whatever. And we could like connect with him on that level. And we felt like we were kind of robbed of more of that particular character showing up later in, in the movie or in an additional movie or something like that. So right away, uh, last Jedi, just like kicking off with, with a bang, literally, um, adding to our long list of characters we like, and then they get blown up, apparently. I was just about to say, this Kesselron <laughs> could literally be characters that have been blown yeah. up. <laughs> but at the, um, end, at the end of the Kesselron, I'll, I'll do a ratio to see how many of these have yeah. been blown up. Um, but no, I just, uh, uh, Captain Kennedy, I think, was, was, I guess you could say, a fan favorite coming out of that movie, uh, and one that I don't think even the people who made the movie like expected, you know what I mean? They would have been like, Oh man, we probably would have thought people would have liked this character, or this character, but everybody's for some reason, it seems like a lot of people are raving for captain Kennedy <laughs> odd pick, but that's how I felt coming out of it. I don't know about you guys. That's so funny. I never even considered that. I was like, this guy is a bit good, bad guy, but he kind of sucks. So I'm glad he got blown up. Oh, like really? I, didn't, I didn't leave the movie being like, oh, oh, Captain Kennedy. But I get why you say that. I remember a I, lot uh, of people. I felt like a lot of people were like, oh, man, I was so bummed when he died because he was such a cool. Mm. I was kind of in that first in order. that realm. Yeah, I feel like he uh, had a certain it's where it's a weird way to explain this, but a certain charm where you're like, I want more of that uh, from him. Um, but maybe if we got more of it, it would have the shine would have worn off the apple. Like maybe that's exactly what we needed. But yeah, like ha- him describing what was going on and him fully understanding why things weren't going well. Um, yeah, was showing like competence. Like... Yes, he was showing competence, but he couldn't do anything about it. He's like, uh, they're not doing and... that. They're trying to take out the surface cannons. And, and we should have done yeah. this five bloody minutes ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like and, and yeah, I guess the uh, the actor and his his. 
his delivery and his voice and he him just knowing he's about to die and, and still holding his nose up like I'm going out, yeah. not like a trump Perfect I'm going casting. out. Yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, he 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 made the most of his two minutes of screen time. He reminded me of um Sean Bean mixed with Sean Hunter's dad. <laughs> that is a weird, weird amalgamation there if that's a word i feel like i'm mixing a little bit of john's life with a little bit of Lacey's life <laughs> do you know I'm sean, sean you know who i'm fan. talking about sean hunter from boy meets world Lacey. boy meets world yeah but i don't know his dad his dad is like one of the his like was a character that kind of showed up every once in a while and then like he died yeah i don't remember like, him you don't remember that oh man Mm-mm. Never mind. sorry <laughs> i always think i remember know, the halloween guy. episode which is the best episode of all time oh yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, he's the guy. T- yeah, he's the guy who's in all the Adam Sandler movies. Blake Clark. Yeah, he. he it's plays not the guy him, who- but I always think it's him. But then I also also think that it's Sean Bean. <laughs> if that's it's the who guy I just I'm thinking said. of, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. But anyway, next, uh, the second half of this list here, I am going with. Where's my list? Oh, there it is. Um, Beckett uh yeah p- continuing uh what Lacey's mm-hmm. started there with solo uh i love tobias beckett and I, well, i've always been a big woody harrelson fan but i love the fact that beckett kind of was the blueprint for what han wanted to be and then by matter of circumstance he kind of became beckett in a way that he probably didn't want to um he he was that loner he was that don't trust anybody person meanwhile han was like no 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 we're gonna do this way and then because of all the circumstances that happened to han he becomes what his mentor was and the final uh straw on the back was when he actually took over that role by literally killing beckett with a bull in the chest which is what beckett would have done so he even said like you know that was a smart move kid i would i would have killed you and it's just i something about the father-son relationship in Star Wars is just a, a trope that is heavy. It's used a lot, but if they do it the right way and tell it the right way, it feels fresh. And for me, the Beckett and Han relationship is very fresh, and I just love the character. And I, I don't need more of Beckett. I don't need a Beckett prequel. He was perfect, and I loved him in this movie and how Woody Harrelson brought him out. Mm-hmm. He was very good. Uh, he... <laughs> I remember watching Solo and being like, this guy's definitely going to screw over Han Solo. <laughs> like the moment <laughs> I met him, I was like, this guy is definitely bad news. Um, but he's super cool. You know, he has that Star-Lord, like long jacket look. He's got the double guns. He's just calling the around. shots. Yeah. And he's just like classic Woody. Like I say this all the time. He reminds me of the character in Hunger Games because that's just Woody Harrelson. He's got this mm-hmm. like charismatic, like sarcastic... I'm I know more than you kind of way of speaking and it works for the character and I just thought it was perfect. Yeah. I love I actually him in, think uh, of Woody Harrelson as Beckett first and foremost now more than any other character which I've talked about nice. that before. And I yeah. I don't yeah. particularly know why cuz it's not like it's his it's not like the role that I should identify him with because I haven't seen any of his other movies or it's not right. like it's his best role because he's very well accomplished. And you could arguably say that he's better in a lot of other things as far as like yeah. acting, you know, uh, a degree or whatever. But, but for some reason, just w- I think it's because what Lacey was saying is like the personality of Beckett 
kind of fundamentally feels very Woody Harrelson that when I hear the name Woody Harrelson, I go, Oh, Beckett. Like, it's just like, they're the same person or something, something along those lines. In the brief time that they allowed the actors to go out and promote the movie, he was very casual and like almost like let things slip. Like when they were filming, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of playing like, I remember. All I don't know. If, yeah. He's like. He's like. I don't, I don't know if I should say this, but <laughs> yeah. just like the, Lucasfilm's probably like, oh my god, we 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 forgot we brought in Woody Harrelson and he nothing just kind of does saying he dies on the celebration stage. Nothing top right, right. But that was more of a he like I feel like a, a genuine slip. Whereas Woody's like, ah, I'll tell you, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyway, I I I love Beckett, so he's on my list for sure. I like All right, Lacey. Um, Oh, I was getting yeah. one more fun thing just with Woody Harrelson is he was on the, the press tour for Hunger Games and somebody asked Liam Hemsworth, who he was doing the interview with uh, about his brother. And you can see it on Woody's face and he like puts two and two together and he admits in the interview that he never realized. Yeah, Liam he didn't know. They were, uh, were, were brothers. brothers. Yeah. You go watch the interview. It's pretty funny. He's like, Liam's like, are you seriously just putting that together now? And he's like, I didn't know. Now it seems Dude, obvious. Woody Harrelson. I, yeah. I, I, I just love loved how he always Harrelson. talked about like getting high and stuff all the time. You're like, oh yeah, we got high. We had some pizzas. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> Him and McConaughey, like that has to be the ultimate time hanging out with those two guys. Oh, but gosh. I like him as Tallahassee too. It's good. He's good. both He's of you guys good. are blank. No, are you zombie talking magic, okay, Mike. All right, yeah. Oh no, yeah, sorry, that's Dallas. Never mind. Um, all right, Lacey, our eighth pick out of 12, 12 best Star Wars characters to appear in only one movie. Who is your third pick? My third pick is K2SO, mm. who oh, is my nice. favorite character from Rogue One. I was, I, I'm trying to think if I've like genuinely cried in a Star Wars movie outside of just K2. Like I was straight up crying when K2 died in Rogue One. Wow. I was so sad because it's one of those things that like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Whether it's like animals or like creatures, I tend to care for them more yeah. than a human. Um, and K2 is one of those characters that builds throughout the movie of Rogue One where you meet him and he's funny and he's wisecracks and stuff like that. But then you realize like he really does genuinely care about Cassian and the people that he's with. Uh, and then for him to sacrifice himself at the end was just like so heartbreaking. But The reason he's one of my top characters is just, he's so funny. Like, he is my sense of humor. Like, the dry, sarcastic, like, very straightforward, but, like, not even realizing he's making jokes. Like, he's just talking. And it's just so, so funny. And that scene where he slaps Cassian was, like, all Alan Tudyk, who is a genius and... (laughs) I couldn't have a list about characters that show up in one movie without having K2 being on the list because he's just that good. Yeah. Um, it's tricky too because they're of all of our picks or all of all the movies, there are two standalones. So it's like right. you start looking at Rogue One, you start looking at Solo, it's easy picks off this list. So a lot of those characters end up getting... Uh, in this, like, as you've said, Emphis Nest was your last one, K2SO, and then John just did Beckett, you know. Um, mm-hmm. K2 is is such a good character, man, though. I, I got to admit, and he's one of – he is a character from Rogue One that I 
I think we were really bummed isn't going to be an Andor, at least. It yes, I was just about to say that, actually. I didn't want to cut you off. Like, I am so bummed when he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not in it. They rewrote it, but I'll probably be in it later. When he walked on that D23 stage, that was who I was excited to see. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, yes, we're getting more K2. Yeah. So I am distraught <laughs> that he is he'll, not in he'll this He'll be series. there. I know, but it's just one of, ugh. you're so right, yeah. James. He just, ugh. Yeah. 100%. Um, He's it, very important for Rogue One, like I said before, just because it's such a heavy movie that you need like to survive watching that movie uh, from a Star Wars perspective. I'm not saying this is Schindler's List here, but from a Star Wars perspective, it's it's a heavy freaking movie, and you need him so badly in that movie to like allow you to like laugh or like. Maybe that's get why I cried out. so and, hard mm-hmm. is because I was like, this is the only thing that's happy in this movie. How could you do this, Tony, to Gilroy? He's, every time, yeah, he's a relief. Yeah, yeah. every time it starts to get too stressful, they perfectly bring him in to even it out. And any so if that stress was like your, your tension, he's your release of tension. So when your release of tension is gone, he's no longer in the movie, it's upsetting because now you know that you're going to have to go on without him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know that that I'm about to make Lacey cry right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know that that movie K two S O so much. I, I, for all the droids, like they're all very important. But man, I don't think Rogue One works at all if he's not without K two. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, um, and you can't say that about all the characters in that movie. But do you um, want to know the percentage of us? It's very high. <laughs> it's very high. <laughs> Um, all right, next we have uh, James for your third pick in the Kessel Run. Uh, who you got? Yeah, it's tricky. Um, I think w- when we get to the end of this, we almost need to do like honorable mentions really fast because there were so many that I was like, I don't, I now uh, it was hard, but there was a ton that I was like, I feel like I'm leaving ones off the list. I'm this actually going to put. Go ahead. It's going to be one of those Kessel Runs where we're going to get a lot of, I can't believe you didn't, you didn't put mention. Blank or, yeah. 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 Um, I think I'm gonna, my next one, I'll, I'll do, uh, Jin or so, and that's to stick with the Rogue One thing right now. Um, cause I think, I know you were just saying like, this movie doesn't work without that character. I mean, she's the main character. She's the core of the, the story there. Of um, course. She's right. the main character of the movie. Um, and my thing with Jin is I feel like not everybody might know this or whatever, but like, you know, you read the comics or whatever and you see Luke Skywalker and he specifically takes time out of his adventures to go learn about Jyn Erso and what happened. And it teaches him to be the hero and he looks after her. And, you know, there are other characters too, like in the, uh, um, uh, Alphabet Squadron books and stuff that that specifically target Genurso and stuff. There's so many characters that look at her as this like pivotal character that if she wouldn't have done the right thing here and there and if she wouldn't have stepped up or whatever, uh, that she really changed the entire way that the rebellion fell into place. And she, you could almost point to the entire um, rebellion falling on you know, that day that very specifically making, making the move. And so I feel like her, her importance to the star Wars galaxy is, is, um, is 
high. It's very high. It's um, very but, high. But yet she's only in one movie, and that's unfortunate. Uh, um, but I don't Remember know. when she signed on for three, and people were like, she signed on for three. Yeah, what does yeah. it mean? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <clears throat> well, but yeah, Jenner, I mean... So- yeah, I think I think Jin is a great character. Uh, I like uh, that what they did with her story, and they were able to do all that in one movie uh, through the use of her and her relationship with her father. Again, the father son father daughter relationship yeah. thing very heavy, um, and her just you know uh, being a. It's funny her being almost more of a rebel than the rebellion was. Yep, uh, and her t- her saying no this. This is a rebellion. And then be like, oh, this is how you do it? Okay, now we got it. So she like almost like passed the baton to Leia. And it's almost like literally in the movie with the plans. But she's like, no, this is how you rebel, folks. This is how you get it done. And uh, I love she that. She knew and it, I, I, what needed yeah. to be done. And she was being told to not do it. And she goes, if I don't do it, mm-hmm. people will die. So I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. Right. Right. She almost had to rebel against yeah. the rebellion. It really. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great pick without a doubt. Um, all right. Next up is my last pick. So my last pick uh, in the Kessel Run is Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, not, I mean... Yeah, there's not much you need to say about Qui-Gon, but I just feel like Liam Neeson knocked it out of the park, set the bar for the prequels, uh, was a standout of a a movie that a lot of people maybe felt was a little wishy-washy with performances and that sort of thing. But uh, it's a a role and a character that has only grown in lore and uh, uh, people loving the character as time goes on. Now we're hoping to see him come back, obviously, in Kenobi. We heard his voice um, appear in The Rise of Skywalker, although he didn't appear. He was shown in The Clone Wars. Uh, He's popped up here, here and there again. But man, in The Phantom Menace, he carried that movie on his back. And, and, the, and, and, you know, I know you and McGregor's in there, E. McDarmid, all that, but he, he put that movie on his back from a performance standpoint and just did a fantastic job, especially having to act not only with the performance capture with Ahmed Best, but also have to act one-on-one with a seven-year-old kid. That's got to be a tough task to do. Uh, and he just did a wonderful job. And uh, I, I loved the character and everything he stood for. And he kind of set the bar for uh, going against the dogmatic ways of the Jedi order and kind of being that maverick Jedi. I love him. Yeah. I have to say that he's one of the reasons I love the Phantom Menace the most. I think when people ask, you know, what's your favorite prequel movie? I always say the Phantom Menace because it's fun and I like pod racing. And I think his performance is what makes it so fun for me because he's just that good. And he, when he comes on screen, he's exactly what you thought the Jedi were supposed to be when you hear about them in the original trilogy. Like, he is a Jedi, and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. He's so calm. He's collected. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's using Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. Like, he's got it all in 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 place in the sense of he knows exactly what he's going to do, and he doesn't second guess it, and he believes in what he believes in. And I really, really liked that, and I think... The fact that at the end of the movie, he sacrifices himself in a way that he knows will be better for everybody in the long run, which it isn't, but better for everybody in the long run is just like exactly what the character is. Well, he died doing what he thought was right. Right. You know, I think which is what we're going for here. I'm joking that he's saying it's better for everybody. This is the chosen one and opposite. Not good. Yeah. 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 Um, John, this was a stolen pick for me for sure because... uh, 
I mean, you put you put yours in first or whatever, but I looked at it and I was like, oh, great pick, great pick. I said, I <laughs> said you one. could take it. I said no, you I, could take it, and that's and that's fine. And usually, I I don't steal ones or any, but I but I I saw that one and I was like, dang man, that one's a good one. There's one that isn't on this list that I thought you were gonna pick though, so we'll get to that I guess in the honorable mentions. But um, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again, real quick, the the again the father son thing, like Qui Gon to Obi Wan, like like Lisa, you pointed out, you see the mind tricks and you see the way the Jedi is is calm and has resolve, and that is who we eventually see in Obi Wan and New Hope. And it took a while for Obi Wan to get there. But he finally gets there and that, you know, probably is just implanted in him just wanting to make Qui-Gon proud. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to see mm-hmm. maybe see that sort of culmination where you see the the realized Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, meeting up again with uh, Qui-Gon and Kenobi. I think that could be a really big deal. So. Yeah, it was just really exciting to see a Jedi like in their heyday, kind of like in yeah. their element being really, really cool. <laughs> and, and being kind of like, you know what, I'm still going to do this my way, though. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Lacey, your last pick in the Kessel Run. Again, folks, this is the 12 best Star Wars characters to appear in only one movie. Uh, who is your final choice? I feel like no one's going to be surprised by this choice. Uh, my last choice, which is my first choice on this list, was Kira from Solo Star Wars Story. I think. Nice. <sighs> what is there to say about Kira? She has. She stuck stuck out to me in, in solo as my favorite character and then infest is second but she's just so cool and complex and she has so much going on and you know that she's willing to do anything to survive and to protect those that she loves even if it means sacrificing herself which you see at the beginning of the movie and you see again at the end of the movie um she's funny she's witty she's smart uh she can kick your butt that's really, really obvious in the movie. Um, and I just think she is perfectly set up to go on to do more stuff, which we obviously hope for. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also has this like really like not in the beginning as much when she has the whole bangs thing going on. But when you see her again at Dryden Voss's uh, first light, the she has this like elegance to her where she <sighs> is playing the game. But she looks, she's like a femme fatale. She looks good doing it. And she always has like really cool outfits, like the fur when they go to the lodge. and all It's old Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, admittedly, I wasn't a fan of her hair to begin with. Because I was like, she doesn't have Star Warsy hair. But it's definitely grown on me. (laughs) Well, the Banks thing is like John and I joke about. Is like when they're trying to be like, oh, she's younger. She has bangs. Uh, Which I went through that phase when I was little. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so I have come to terms with the hair. I really enjoy her hair now, but yeah, no, she's such a good character and I really hope we get to see more of her. But if we're doing a list of best characters that are only in one movie, Kira is definitely at the top of that list. Dang. Nice. Yeah. Uh, James, you have anything on Kira? <clears throat> I mean, just, uh, it, she was another character that like... Number one, I looked at and I was like, that's a great pick. But on top of that, it's just it it fell into that same thing that we're talking about. It's like a lot of Rogue One and a lot of Solo, specifically because those two movies had a lot of characters in them that uh, don't show up anywhere else, you know. But Mm -hmm. yeah, um, although I wanted to joke as soon as you said Kira, I was like, actually, technically, she was in Attack of the Clones. 
<laughs> just something like way <laughs> off like that wouldn't make any sense at all um kira's kira's awesome i mean you, you said everything there is like she's she's so good um just as a uh, an ongoing character that i would like to see so much more of um because they 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 only i feel like you only get kira version one you only get one the the first part of Kira, Kira part right, one and you need something. to know what comes next because yeah. at the end when you see that lightsaber light up in your her eyes, you're like, what? How far is she willing to go? Yeah, to take this, and it's yeah. not about trying. Like almost, you spent that whole movie thinking she was trying. She if she could, she would get out, but she, she has the she opportunity can't. to yeah. get out and she doesn't do it. And it's like yeah. it's kind of like so, uh, Ben Solo. He doesn't leave. He then becomes supreme leader. He yeah. has the chance to leave. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, tragic. Kira, it, it's there's such a multi-layered purpose that she serves in that movie. Aside from her journey, and uh, obviously getting wrapped up in Crimson Dawn, which she predicts would happen at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, does. Yeah, but she also serves as showing us how rose-colored glasses, glossy-eyed Han is when he's just. He has what he wants, and that's all that matters. He had Kira right in front of him right there at Dryden's, and that's all he thought about was being with her. Meanwhile, she's trying to drop these subtle hints to him the whole time that things are not okay, and he, he's not listening, and he's not picking mm-hmm. up on it. He's just constantly saying, like, well, we got it. We got to figure it out. It's all good. And she's like, you know, I, you know, I can't, or I didn't get out, or you, know, you don't understand, or I, I can't explain it to you. And yeah. he's just not, not listening. The game. the game is not to get out or win. It's to stay and, in and, as long as you can. And it's it's it's, it's her job in from a story standpoint is being able to help show us what Han is like, which is just that idealized, just like narrow minded, narrow vision in a good way. He sees Kira. He's like, oh, we're all good now, and he's not realizing what's going on underneath. Um, yeah, it's, the it's damage great, has great, been done. Yeah, yeah, just, this is a great character, and I, I think we will see her again. It's good to see Amelia Clark is doing stuff now at Disney. Disney Plus. Plus. So, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully before not too long, we we do see her again uh, in one way or another. Uh, but yeah, good pick. So our last pick, uh, James, this one's going to you to wrap up the Kessel Run again. Uh, Twelve best Star Wars characters appear in, appear in one movie. You've got me nervous as who I didn't pick because <laughs> I'm scared now that I missed one, an obvious one. But I guess we'll get to that in a second. Cause... Well, why don't you have him say it? Because if you want to switch it, switch it now. <laughs> yeah, John, who did you think I, I was going to pick? I, same ballpark. I, I thought you were going to pick Krennic. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> funny that you say that because it wasn't even the one I thought you were going to say. I thought you thought I was going to pick Cassian. It's another good one. Yeah. yeah. But uh but no, um I'm I'm sticking with Rogue One. I am gonna go here and and I think there's a bigger reason why, and that's because I'm a canon junkie, and I'm gonna pick Saw Guerrera. Um because Saw Guerrera to me is nice. becoming a very cool connecting character as mm-hmm. he has shown up in so many different um uh, books and comics and games and animated properties. He's like, going to be in Bad Batch, right? Wasn't he in the trailer? Yeah, yeah. So he showed up in Bad Batch in the trailer. And it's just like, 
The interesting thing about Saw is I think that um, even though he was technically created in the Clone Wars, he was like one of he was one of those characters that they like brought from animation into live action, which is neat in the first place. Right. Um, but not only that, but like he was kind of introduced to the major audience as the character who was. Um, who was for the rebellion, but he was for the rebellion in a very different way. And he kind of introduced you to like a sub rebellion. Um, not like what we were talking about with Jin, where she rebelled against the rebellion, but more along the lines of like someone who's even deeper, darker and doing it in a way that like, even the people in the higher up in the, in the Alliance are still like, we're not that bad, you know? Um, right. and that there's the subgroup of people and his, guerrilla tactics have been you know carried through like and and you get to have ezra make a choice like does he want to does he want to do it canaan's way or does he want to do it saul's way it's just it's so interesting and when he encounters um uh, uh cal kestis you know and they're on uh you know they're on top of an ad at you know what i mean like is he, is he in that game yeah, he's in that game. Yeah, he's one I gotta of the leaders. I got to play this damn game. It's on Kashyyyk, uh, <laughs> and he's, like, helping um, them, you know, strategize uh, their tactics and stuff like that. And now, more recently, uh, you, we know he's going to be in the Bad Batch um, talking to them and saying they need to make a choice and stuff. So there's a lot uh, to this character, and I think he has, canon-wise, become kind of a symbol of what else is out there um, and a turning point for a lot of characters. So... Um, I had to go with Saw, you know, um, over over Cassian, over Krennic, um, even though I love those characters. Yeah. Yeah. So is definitely a good character. And it's curious to see if he's going to pop up elsewhere, whether it's Cassian or something else. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see a Saw Gerrera again, pre, you know, having the uh, respirator, uh, you know, prosthetics, all that stuff. Uh, there's definitely a lot of things they can do with him if, you know, Forrest Whitaker's on board. Um, you know, I still have issues with, with, uh, the over the topness of his, uh, voice at times in Rogue One, but, uh, I, I, I like Saw Gerrera as a character. What and will think. you become? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right, man, maybe just write it down and show me. It's like a William say. Shatner of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's like gasping for mm-hmm. breath, but I, I do like the character. He definitely has, uh, his, his hands in the clay in terms of uh, the formation of the rebellion from his perspective, even though they call him sort of like a recluse um, and uh, dangerous, but uh, also yeah, gets blown up also gets blown up. So that brings it. Yeah. That kind of brings us home here. Uh, unless Lacey, you have anything you want to throw in on saw? Um, nah. I, but, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I like, I like his voice a lot of times because I think saw is a character that, like you're talking to him and you're saying a lot, you're giving him a lot of information and he's processing it all. And then he says like three words to you and it just like completely shuts you down. He's like, he thinks of everything. And then all of his words are very definitive answers, Mm -hmm. you know, like the way, um, yeah, calculated every, every, every word means something to him. Um, like, did they send you, to kill me like it's like yeah. a three line three line thing and and uh it's i don't know it's just i i like the i like his speech and his dialogue even though i think what people get annoyed at is the raspiness of it but i like his delivery as far as the lines and, and the dialogue and stuff um yeah so that's our list i'll run down the list now once more we have sebulba babu frick jango fett 
Salacious Crumb, Enfys Nest, Captain Kennedy, Beckett, K2SO, Jin Urso, Qui-Gon Jin, Kira, and Saw Gerrera. Now, for statistics, because we did we were gonna bring this up. Eight of twelve of those characters are dead. Uh four out of those blew up. <laughs> so it's it's thirty-three percent blow up, uh sixty-six percent dead. Yeah, that's good. And the only ones still that lived were Saboba, Babu Frick, Envis Nest, and Kira. <laughs> which is funny because that means out of the four characters still alive three of them were Lacey's picks so Lacey is usually obsessed with death yeah she doesn't like when characters die so three of the four of those uh, are Lacey's picks and even in her description of K2SO she almost cried so it's like yeah so but he's coming back for the show yeah he's coming back so I think we have a good list there let us know what you think in the comments Uh, uh, honorable mentions I know we're up against time here obviously Krennic Zori is Bliss. one Cassian, Zori Bliss. Uh, there's oh, oh uh, Dio, uh, which almost made my yeah. list just because I'm a JJ Abrams fanboy. Um, um, I had Pride on there, General Pride. Yeah, uh, Pride did good. write down Krennic. Um, also blows up. Yeah, I wasn't sure on Big this 100%. Grievous, is he only in Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Or is he in Attack of the Clones? I wrote Grievous down just as a. Uh, is he Dryden in Boss. the Clone Wars movie, and do we count that? Oh, no, probably not. Um, I also wrote Biggs Darklighter only shows up in one movie I dabbled with Biggs but I was like I don't like him enough yeah Lorisan Tekka and probably oh, no one Laura's else would have uh, picked uh, General Riken I-, I always like General Riken I don't I know like why, General Riken he only yeah. shows Doesn't up in the up? one thing um, we actually don't oh we might actually know. know how he died um, I just didn't really like that book so I don't remember it <laughs> All right, well, that is our list. Again, the 12 best Star Wars characters to appear in just one movie. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know your picks. But now we are going to hear from some of you in our next segment. So, Lacey, what is going on? Guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. (laughs) So the way that this works every week, on twitter at rbatswnn john puts up a crazy wacky situation and you guys give your answers so this past week we did a photo kind of like a caption this and it's george lucas yelling at an at uh, atst driver who is richard marquand who's the director of return of the jedi and George, Lu- I'm describing the picture, obviously. George Luca- Lucas is uh, screaming at him through a bullhorn. So the question was, what is George screaming at this guy? <laughs> that's, a, that's a situation. Yeah. Uh, and Joey Sack is up first at Joey Sack. Hey, Joey. Joey says, I'm the director now. <laughs> yeah. I'm the captain. Pl- yeah, I was going to say, is that a play on the Captain Phillips thing? Yeah, I, I think so. so. And the, I and the say George- that so much. It's dumb how much I say that phrase. <laughs> Do I'm the captain now. Oh, oh yes, yeah, you do say that all the time. Yeah. Uh, next is fandom. Uh, fandom awakens network at awakens fandom. I like Force Awakens. Uh, anyway, they said, "Get this right. I don't want to constantly be here. I might as well have to do this movie." <laughs> Ooh, a little behind the scenes drama. Yeah. That is the thing that had gone around that Lucas took over a lot of that. Yeah, fast next is- and more intense. Yeah. Next is Brian Pothier at B Pothier. Brian, how's it going, man? Where you been? Hey, Brian buddy. said, 
It's like poetry, damn it. I need more rhyming. <laughs> Screaming in his ear. James, I actually, when I posted this, or Lacey too, because you don't uh, read the tweets on purpose, I told people uh, I'm not allowing any faster and more intense comments. Oh. <laughs> They're not allowed. Uh, yeah. Uh, next is Jeff at underscore der underscore Jeff. I believe that's Jeff Connery, right? It is. It is. Hi, Jeff. Jeff said, more tongue. I said, more, more, more. What does <laughs> that you look mean, at the, more tongue? When you look at the picture, he's, he's sticking out his picture. tongue. Yeah. And he's looking at the picture oh. and read that caption. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. James, you may have to uh, do a little extra work and throw the picture up on this. I don't know if you can do that. It's possible. Yeah. Next is Timothy Drennan at Timothy Drennan. And Timothy wrote in all caps, so I'm going to try to like mock yell, but not really yell. Uh, I just wanted to make a movie that reminded me of what I liked when I was a kid and also presented the concept of choosing selflessness over selfish to kids in an accessible way that now I've created a billion dollar mega empire religion and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) 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 I think that's the best I've ever read one. That was like really good. That was. I was thinking most of the way through that, that that was something like he actually said one time, but then it got to that. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't think he ever said that. One of my favorite gifts is the golden retriever that's dressed up as a scientist that has like the science kit in front of him. And he's just got beakers and it's just, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was thinking. Or like the dog scientist one. That's what I'm saying. The dog scientist. Oh, it it's is? a golden oh, retriever oh, okay. yeah, yeah. in the sign. And he just, or like the dog in space that's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Or like <laughs> that one with the uh, the canine who's like a scientist. And then he's just like, I didn't hear her say dog. I thought she just said the, the kid with the scientist beakers no, or I whatever. Said gold, I said golden retriever, but that's oh, fine. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, fun fact, Timothy, none of, like, nobody knows what they're doing. Everyone's faking it. No one knows. Yeah. Uh, next is OT next. At this is Nix. Hey, Nix. Nix said, Wilhelm scream. <laughs> I, like, I mean, you got to. You have to. It's a George <laughs> Lucas movie. Uh, and last but not least is Reich. Reich. I don't know why I said Reich. It's because your last name starts with an R. I'm so sorry. Mike Rumor. Rumor. At Drum Jedi. What up, Mike? Mike said, mess up your line again and I'll put you in the one. <laughs> and I'll put you in one of the bear outfits. <laughs> Fun fact. I, mean, I would mess yeah. up my line to be a bear. You would, you, you would want to be in that thing in like that California heat. Oh, absolutely. But I wouldn't be able to. Even though I'm 5'4", I couldn't do it. Too tall. Why? Too tall? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm too tall for Ewok. Mm, You're close. I don't think you're 5'4". I'm not that close. And yes, I am 5'4". Who's the tallest Ewok? You jerk. (laughs) Probably low gray. Lacey Gillerin. Probably low gray. Or, Or Chief Chirpa. But Le- my point Le- is, Le- how Le- tall Gil. do you Le- think Gil. they are? Legil, yeah, that does sound like an Ewok name. <laughs> um, I don't know how tall Ewoks are. I think I'm five four, five feet four inches, and three quarters technically. Yeah. Five, if four. you put in how tall are Ewoks, Google second result is how tall is Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan McGregor. That doesn't even make uh, sense. It says, but, yeah, they are what? curious individuals that stand about a meter tall. 
So three, you feet. So three, three and feet, a half yeah. feet. Yeah. I'm two feet, four inches and three quarters too tall. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I think that's the funniest thing is when people meet me, they're like, oh, hey, Lacey. Because <laughs> I'm so short. Anyway. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for your answers. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and look for the situation. Maybe we'll start putting them on Instagram too and people can just reply into the box. The little reply box. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see what we can do. Anyway, follow us on Instagram too at the Resistance Broadcast. Yeah. Back to you, John. Yeah, and thanks for everyone who uh, is able to grasp that is a fun, silly segment that we do on Twitter. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We love you. Make sure you subscribe to the show or follow us. Uh, like we say all the time, all your pl- uh, podcast platforms, audio or video, of course, on the channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos, uh, Star Wars News for all your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com or my movie podcast with my buddy Mike where we talk about old movies, uh, uh, which is just like the movies on podcast apps. Um, Lacey, where are you at? Before I tell you where I am, if you're interested, we have this lovely brand of coffee that we made with oh. Weird Brothers mm-hmm. at WeirdBrothers.com. Uh, it's I called the Resistance. some right in here. Yeah, it's called The Resistance Brew. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, and you support us. You support small business. Yeah. Um, and they're just really, Paul and the crew over there are really, really awesome. They're the best. And it means a lot to us. So go ahead, yeah. pick up a bag, support us in small business. Um, and it's also just a really fun project that we worked on, which is just, like, really cool. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, and I'm going to look for an Ewok outfit now. I support it. Uh, James Bainey. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Also, um, my book discussions and what happened in on Thrawn Ascendancy, Greater Good. Uh, those came out on Tuesday, so if you want to go check those out, a um, little bit of a spoiler, a little bit of a review, a little bit of discussion. So it's all there um, if you guys want to check those things out. And then next week, we're going to start doing um, some Bad Batch stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that. On Oh, my gosh. May next week is the week. Yeah. yeah. I That's might right. get my lightsaber or not. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So listen, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed the Kessel Run. We hope you enjoy your weekend. And believe it or not, yes, we'll be back on Monday. It'll be May the 4th Eve. It'll be May already. Absolutely (laughs) insane. So we hope, uh, yeah, you enjoy your weekends. And we'll see you Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Bye.